This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.blogspot.com. Hey, hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast. Uh quiet one tonight just uh just the two, just the two of us just the two of us tonight yeah just me to... dave intimate we're spooning at the moment in bed yeah absolutely we're both very naked very lubed up so it's, uh, it's gonna be fun <laughs> uh yeah hopefully it'll increase the sound quality we've got a mic each once which is uh is nice um cool uh anyway let's crack on uh, hopefully it'll be a shorter one as well, because we tend to prattle on a bit, but um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, as we mentioned last week, we're skipping news, unless there's anything particularly exciting. No, there's anything not, particularly not exciting, no. no. Uh, and straight into trailers then, I, I guess. Uh, seen a f- not seen loads of trailers, seen a couple of trailers this this uh, fortnight. The one that interests me is, um, well, I don't know, it's a funny one. It's one that I was interested in when I heard about it being made. And the trailer, I don't know, it's... I can't take, make it up my mind now. Basically, Wong Kar Wai, um, his latest film is basically like a martial arts film. And obviously, you know me, those are my sorts of films. I'd, and I heard that was getting made. I thought, awesome, this is going to be brilliant. I mean, he's done a martial arts one before. He, he did Ashes of Time, although um, it wasn't much martial arts in it. But um, but it, it, was, it was quite a decent film. It wasn't. My, it's not my favourite of his at all, by any means. Did but that it's, have a Redux quite recently? Yeah, yeah we yeah, saw it. Can, ago, yeah. You, yeah, um, yeah, I watched it, Ken. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I was interested in this new one, and the trailers come out, and what's what's just weird about the trailer? I mean, to be honest, it looks it looks very good on the trailer, but it just didn't look like what I expected it to look like. It doesn't seem like a Wong Kar Wai film. It doesn't have that sort of uh, look to it. His films have a cool sort of style to them, and uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem as sort of arty, if you know what I mean, which might be a good thing because that was partly what spoiled the Ashes of Time at times. Um, this just looks very mainstream. It just looks like a lot of other sort of big budget martial arts extravaganzas, which was just a bit like, oh, okay. Um, but it still looks good. It looks it looks exciting. It's it's the action looks quite good in it. It looks nice. It just doesn't look. It just looks a bit too like slick. The, like there's no design. Yeah, to it looks as, it looks as very slick, but not very like artful. Not very. Beautiful, but if it's just a you know quite a mainstream strong sort of martial arts film, but it's obviously the content-wise and performance-wise, you know, in the writing that's going to be classy. Surely that's going to have hopefully yeah kind of quality to it. So yeah. it could maybe it won't be as sort of you know, it, as different or unique as his other stuff. Yeah, like his stamp, but maybe it'll be a very good martial arts film. Yeah, it's probably it's probably had a lot more of a um, a lot more in, uh, influence from the studios, I imagine. So maybe they might have played around with it a bit, made it a bit more. Sort of bland, but um, but hopefully, as you say, hopefully with him on board, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, it's been a while since his last film, didn't he? He, he, he tried an English language film, didn't he? he did uh, my, my Blue Nights. Nights, which didn't really do particularly well. I haven't actually seen it, but um, the reviews weren't great, and it sort of didn't do very well. So I guess he's gone back to um, gone back to his roots. <laughs> so we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, same. I've not really watched loads of trailers. I mean, the thing is, after the summer, there's a bit of a lull before then the kind of big releases like Sherlock Holmes stuff at Christmas, which we've already seen. But and then all the Oscar stuff will start coming. But at the minute, there's like not you know, there's 
kind of nothing big really kind of out. Um, I watched um, one show that was interesting, but through kind of weird reasons, was a, a Disney film, live action, which is kind of notoriously shit usually. But it's called um, The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Um, I mean, to be honest, it, as a trailer, it looks awful. Um, <laughs> but the only reason that it, it was very interesting and quite worrying for me was is that for a moment, I th- I, you know, I'm kind of developing a screenplay, and for a moment, I thought it was going in a similar direction to that. Mm. So I began to shit myself a little bit while I was watching it, but it didn't, thankfully. Um, but basically, that is just about this couple who can't have a child, mm. and they then write on bits of paper everything they want their child to do, and there's this cringeworthy montage of them, like, it's got a winning goal, and then them mm. mock celebrating, pretending that it's good, and they write it all, everything on a bit of paper, put it in a box, then bury it, and then the kid comes out, of the gr- and then, then the next morning there's a kid there. Like a, So I'm, you know the script I'm talking about, I'm sure. <laughs> For a moment I was thinking, what the fuck? But, uh, but no, it's nothing like that, unfortunately. But yeah, it looks typical saccharine Disney shit. Yeah. The only reason I mentioned it was for that. So, um, But yeah. no, nothing... Nothing that you really want to see. Not at all, not no. at all, no. Um, no, not, nothing. Nothing at all. So, um, But yeah, so let's just get on to what we've been seeing at the cinema. Um, yeah, Dave, have you seen it? <laughs> I've, I've not been to the cinema this far, and I've watched a lot of films on DVD. Um, this is going to be very short, by the way. I have seen I have seen uh, a film on DVD that only just came out, and it and it the cinema release sort of came and went, and it seemed to have come out on DVD like and Blu-ray like pretty much instantly. So um, and that's Hobo with the Shotgun. So I, I can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was fantastic. Actually, I really enjoyed it. It's because I've mentioned it a few times in the podcast. I was quite I was quite looking forward to it. It's obviously it's one of the um, Grindhouse films. It's, it's it was a trailer on the original Grindhouse, um, the Tarantino Rodriguez collaboration, um, and he got money to turn it into a feature film. And uh, to be honest, out of all the Grindhouse films, there's the there's the two from, original two. There's Machete and there's this. Um, it's the strongest by a fair amount. I, I, okay. I reckon it's it just gets a good balance of. Uh, it feels like a grindhouse movie, but it's still got its own character, and it doesn't. It's not too like nudge nudge, wink wink, and stuff like that. It just yeah. fucking goes for it, and it's it's brutal. It's like brutally violent, um, but that's what it should be to, to be a proper grindhouse film. Um, and to be honest, the first half hour because it, it's it's really like really nasty because it creates this world where everything's just really fucked up. The idea is basically that this the hobo. Um, Hobo just can't take it anymore and starts getting revenge with this shotgun. Sort of like um, falling down. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the beginning when they're establishing this this fucked up world, it's it's it was almost too much for a bit. I mean, I'd, I'd eaten loads of junk food. I was Possibly. staying over at my brother's and I was a bit like, oh god, can I watch this? I'm just going to throw up. But um, I know you get into it, and once the hobo starts laying down some justice, it's just like it's, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. You should be here in America. <laughs> But it's it's really good, and it's not just good from a sort of trashy look at all the blood and guts and stuff like that. Um, it's it's got an amazing style. It looks good. It's got a sort of um, it's got these really oversaturated colours. Um, it it goes through. A, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was quite sort of like the sort of Giallo films, the sort of um, Dario Argento sort of films um, with their sort of Dago colours, and it is a bit like that, but it's a bit dirtier than those, I think, mm. and. Um, and it's got loads of over-the-top gore and stuff like that. It's not made to look particularly realistic, but it's still pretty, like, nasty. 
And but what was surprising was it actually has got a bit at the centre of it all got quite a lot of heart to it. It's like there's this relationship between the hobo and this hooker, basically, that actually works quite well. I that could have been a sequel title. <laughs> hobo and the hooker. Yeah, and I mean it's not. It's not a deep. That element of it is hardly deep or emotional or powerful. But I don't. But it's strong enough to keep you interested mm. and make you care it's about got the characters. A good core to it. Yeah. Whereas, like Planet Terror, I really enjoyed Planet Terror. I know a lot of people slag it off. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it because it is just what it is. It's just silly fun and stuff like that. But you didn't give a shit about anyone in that film. You you were just there to watch the carnage. Whereas this, even though the carnage is way up there, it's um, it's it's got something sort of keeping it together and plus to keep it simple it's only really there's the, those two main characters and there's the bad guy and his sort of two sons and there's a, there's a little group of bad guys but um but it's good it's, it's really good i mean I was, I was looking forward to it anyway but it surprised me in ways that i didn't expect it to well that's good when you know obviously we always talk about this the idea of you know, you look forward to something when you see it it's usually disappointing mm. and then the film you think is shit you know, Kind of pleasantly surprising, so yeah. but I d- yeah, I definitely recommend it. And it's very silly. It's definitely not a film for everyone. Not a film for the squeamish. And still, people people aren't really into trashy sort of movies. Still won't like it because, as, as I say, it's not like the other elements are particularly great. It's just for that type of film. It's it gets it just right and, mm. and for it to work. But it's it's really awesome. good. Have you still got it? And it's my brother. My brother, uh, brother got it. Oh, okay, I watched it. His. Oh, I thought I got sent it. Um, I mean, kind of a point that you made, which I think is quite important to a film that I'll chat about briefly, is that you said before about the idea of um, obviously it's part of the ground grindhouse films, but that it, with that it it doesn't feel like a pastiche. It doesn't feel like it's hamming it up or trying to be a grindhouse film. It just and I think and it just is a grindhouse film. All the others, they're really this sort of so conscious. Mm. consciously trying to be a grindhouse film and that is going to in a way that thought I'm going to bring into a film yeah. well, I'll chat briefly because you've seen it Super 8 yeah. Um, so yeah I went to Super 8 very, very much looking forward to it um, yeah I mean to be honest I was quite disappointed with it in all mm. honesty um, I think I mean for the first 15-20 minutes I literally thought it was going to be one of the greatest films of the year I thought it was amazing I thought the kids were amazing I loved the style the feel of it was great I just love these like a group of kids making film. Mm. You know, I, I just it was just really enjoyable. And I love the interaction, the relationships. I just you know I thought this is brilliant, and, and obviously I knew what was going to happen. I thought fucking hell, I'm throwing an alien encounter, and this is going to be amazing. But for, but for me that that's when that came into the story and that came into the world, it just didn't. For me, it, they're almost for like two different types of films. There was this sort of. Stand by me esque, mm. you know, Goonies, bunch of kids on a little adventure, uh, making this film, and that was great. And there was a kind of an innocence, and it was brilliant. And then this, and then the alien stuff, and the government came in, and it just felt a bit detached. It felt a bit cold, yeah. and, and it felt very over the top. I think that's the thing that felt very classy and very yeah. sort of, you know, kind of subtle and simple. And then that's felt more overblown. I mean, the train crash. I mean, you yeah. mentioned. I think the you mentioned crash, this at the yeah. time, and I completely agree. It was. When it happened, I couldn't believe it. it was literally raining train for about twenty minutes, yeah. and it just wasn't. Crazy. It was just ridiculous. It was just so big. It was kind of exciting, mm. um, but it was just. I mean, yeah. the train hits a van, like not even a van. It was like a pickup. Yeah, you know, picks, hits a pickup, and it would literally just go through it. It mm. would take the pickup with it, but mm. it hit it. I don't know the pickup. Maybe the pickup was made or so. I don't know. But anyway, the train, and, and from then on, every time. So it was a weird. Every time it was just the kids, and they were talking about the film, and there was a girl and the sort of love triangle. I was. I thought that was great. 
And every time it went to the alien, I was just a bit... Yeah. It's a weird one, because some of the sequences with the alien were all right. I just didn't care. I yeah. just, it just, and then the more the more that went on, it just I just felt as if the plotting was kind of quite contrived. And I think kind of bringing it back around to the, your point that I segued in with was just that... People have mentioned it, and it is true. It is very Spielbergian. It is very, yeah. very similar to those films. You know, it's very similar... And I think for me, one of the problems I had with it was just that it was very similar, and it became so similar that it felt like he was just trying to do a Spielberg, mm. like he was trying to homage it too much, and I, and, and I didn't, I couldn't quite get what his stamp was on it. I couldn't, what yeah. was he doing with it, and I, and I couldn't quite see other than oh, yeah, and I was just a bit no, yeah. It, for me, it was just like. Some of the best bits of Spielberg, granted, but it didn't. It had no wonder and it had no sense of adventure. Mm. They didn't feel a. I didn't feel like the kids were going on an adventure to find yeah. the alien, or it didn't. It just felt they was on the periphery of the dad character, or the. It, it never felt yeah. really like they were going on an adventure yeah. to find this alien and wonder what the world it's going to be. There's no excitement, or it, it just sort of yeah. happened in there. And I said that that's disappointing. Um, and then obviously, I mean, um, the, what's going on with his lens flare? <laughs> what is going on with it? He's obsessed. He is obsessed. Every film, like, yeah. absolutely obsessed. I mean, it is. I mean, because obviously, um, when I watched it, I, I just noted the lens flare all the way through it, and I, I didn't know it would become this big thing. So I was watching. I said, like, "What the fuck is it going on with this lens flare?" Lens flare, and I remembered earlier in the year. I remember watching a film and thinking, "What the fuck?" There was a film that wound me up about this lens flare, and then obviously I told you, spoke to you about it, and you said it was Star Trek. It's the same fucking director, and yeah. it's like so that is his thing. That's that's his style, mm. which is just, I don't get it. I don't understand. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's off-putting. It doesn't make any sense. It's just ludicrous. I'll, you know, what's he working on next? I need to watch Mission Impossible. Does he use a mission? He must do. I can't remember. It's he must do. But it is absolutely ludicrous. And it's kind of so off-putting. But, but yeah, really, yeah, really disappointed in it. I mean, saying that, I was disappointed in it. It's still a good film. Yeah. It was still a good, a good film. And the kids were, like I said, the kids were amazing. It's, um, have you seen the um, Son of Rambo? No, I haven't seen that. So it's, it's, it's Rambo. It's another film I thought was pretty shit, to be honest. Um, and I really liked Hitchhiker's Guys of the Galaxy, and it's the yeah. same team. But um, I was really disappointed with Son of Rambo. And that is about kids making a film. Yeah. So it's remaking. And I just think, it's because that film is so cheesy and so, yeah. everything is just kind of, it's so ridiculous. If, the, that film was made with the class and sort of mm. rigour that the Super 8 the kids making the yeah. film had. Well, Son of Rambo would have been a fucking masterpiece yeah. because, like I said, those bits have just completely got me. I yeah. mean, all those kids were just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, as I've spoken, to, spoken about it before. I, I really enjoyed it. But, but at the same time, I can see exactly where you're coming from and I sort of agree with pretty much most of the stuff you say. Although, although for me, I don't know. I mean, one of the things I said before was... I actually didn't feel it felt... I mean, he obviously is riffing on the Spielberg films and stuff like that, but for that, it didn't bother me that much. I think it didn't... Again, it, like Harry with Shotgun, it didn't feel too much like like an obvious postmodern sort of exercise, even though, I mean, it, it clearly is, but that side didn't bother me. Um, I think, yeah, I do agree. I think I think he was just, as I say, sort of juggling too much. He tried to put too much in there, mm. and if he just kept it a bit more simple, he, he could have... 
yeah, had a bit of a, a stronger flow. Because, yeah, for me, it did lose its way towards the end. But it was, it was more like the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes for me that, that I was yeah, a bit like, yeah. oh, I was a bit disappointed because it, it built really well. I liked the sort of mystery of how a lot of red herrings and things, it kept teasing you with bits about the alien, which I quite liked. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't all... Yeah, yeah, there's not quite... Although you care about the kids, you, I do agree you don't really care as much about the alien. I think that's why the ending was so disappointing, because yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah whatever, aliens here. Didn't um, bring the two together. And then, obviously, the end, the over-sentimental. I mean, as soon as, even at the beginning, when I saw the kid with that necklace, I just thought, yeah. we're going to see that necklace a hell of a fucking lot in this film. I know mm. we are. And then at the end, when he's holding it out. And I just thought, a bit unnecessary, but, I mean, it didn't annoy me that much, but yeah. I just thought... Yeah. You know, just a bit, yeah. a bit unnecessary. But I did. I, it is a film that I don't know. I just, I just got into it. I didn't. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. like I said, I did like it. I think it's just, especially just after could the first have been so minutes, much better. I just thought start, yeah. this is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like Wally, the first thirty minutes, forty mm. minutes of Wally was just like. But yeah. well, well, the second half of Wally was still good, but but again, yeah, it didn't live up to this sort of opening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, a, a, another film I did see at the cinema was um, Planet of the Apes. Rise of, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Awesome. I um, keep trying to see that and waiting for uh, Anna to uh, find some time to join me. I was um, I was really impressed. I really liked it. I mean, the CG it can be jarring at times. It's mm. not flawless, um, but it, at times it is quite impressive. Um, but on the whole, no, I thought it was great. I thought it's a gr- brilliant concept. Uh, for a film, it is you know it kind of does the series justice. It's but it's not too detached. I thought it was almost going to be a completely different film, but mm. it's not. It actually links in, yeah, with the with the stories quite well. I mean, even though the main character in it is the same one, is I can't. Which, do you know the Planet of the Apes films very well? Not brilliant. I think no. is it the fourth one that r- really explains the history. I only know like the first one, and that's oh, okay. Really. Yeah. Anyway, it links into that one very well. It's the same character who yeah. and um, so, so, so I think it's great. I mean, if you, I don't know if you know the kind of story very quickly, it's um. It's um, about this scientist, James Franco, who's trying to create a cure for Alzheimer's, and he mm-hmm. thinks he's got it. They're testing on chimps, and the t- cure for Alzheimer's repairs the brain. Um, then what they find out happens is that she doesn't just repair the brain, it improves it and builds. Mm-hmm. So then they, so the chimps get smarter, um, and, then he, he, and then one of the chimps ends up going berserk, mm-hmm. and they shut it down, shut the, um, the testing down. But the um, one of the ch- the chimp that was really testing on it went berserk had a baby. It was mm. pregnant, but nobody th- they didn't know. And the kind of chimp handler gives it to James Franco and says, "I've put all the chimps down. I've put them. All, I've had to put them all down. Yeah. But I don't want to put this one down. Take it." And he ends up taking it, and then he realizes that the the, the mother chimp who had been tested on it had been passed down yeah. to the baby, and then the baby becomes really intelligent, and it's the baby who he become it turns it. It's basically like a son to James Franco. Becomes mm. really intelligent. Keeps testing on it in his house, and and then he gets taken off him eventually. And then yeah. the chimp, when he meets all the other chimps, ends up having this big uprising and turning, you know, and refuses to go back to James Franco. And to, to be fair, it's not about the chimps attacking everybody. I mean, I don't want to ruin it too much. It is literally about the chimps escaping and being free. That's yeah. what it's about. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really well handled. Really, kind of, kind of across the board. Really, really well performed. Subtle. It's n- never insulting. Um, and it's just and it is great. I mean, I love kind of I love apes and monkeys yeah. anyway. So just watching, you know, to, so there's a lot of a lot of it that I just absolutely love just because it was so well done. And you know, I kind of like the idea. You know, this this kind of chimp. You really more than so than ever, I'd probably say like you really empathise with this 
the character, yeah. the CG character, to be honest. You know, he is the kind of main force, and you really sensed his sort of rejection, mm. kind of being rejected by the human characters and, and, and the struggle of that, and of being more intelligent than the other monkeys, mm. and then starting the kind of writing and the uprising. You're kind of completely with him on it, and the justification behind it is brilliant, and uh, it's just really well done. The big set pieces are fantastic as well. So there's that great blend of drama and action, and it's just kind of across the board. It's brilliant. Um, that's not to say it's not flawless. Um, one of the biggest mistakes it makes for me, and it's just unnecessary, um, kind of Lithgow's in it, which I didn't know, and yeah. I think is great. Um, he plays James Franco's dad. And what it does, James is a cure for Alzheimer's, yeah. and he's a scientist. So what do they have to do? Just to add a little bit more emotional punch. What's his dad got? Alzheimer's, exactly. And it was just completely unnecessary. Now it's mm-hmm. really over-sentimental. It's like, Obviously, as they were writing it, they were like, oh, we need to give him more justification. He's like, kind of emotion. Mm. It's like, why can't he just be a scientist wanting to find this cure? Yeah. It'd be, it, but no, they have to make it... Re- and it's so contrived. Mm. So his dad's got Alzheimer's and John Lithgow, you know, it's like he can arm yeah. up anyway. And he's got Alzheimer's and he's going mental. Then he gets cured because he tests it on a human. Mm. He cures him and then it's just so all that for me. Yeah. I mean, I love John Lithgow and in it, he's really good. Yeah. But from a story perspective... Unnecessary. It's contrived, and it's just a bit. Oh, you mm. don't need to do this. You don't need to add this element. That you know, the element of you in this monkey is more than enough. Yeah. You know, for me, that is kind of more than fine. But um, yeah, so that was for that, that. That was the weakest element. Um, the the ending. Um, I kind of liked it. I mean, I, what, what are we like with spoilers? It's not like a I big. Seen it, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. it, it's not a big plot spoiler. It's just something that I was surprised at. I won't mention it because you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. um, you may know. I mean, to be honest, I have because pr- I have to proofread for the site. We've got a review up there, and we've got a film for thought on there. So I've uh, <laughs> I've read a lot about the film, but um, but I wouldn't say I've read exactly what happens at the end. What do you do? You know what? It's not necessarily a plot <laughs> thing. Do you know what the monkeys do? Do you know what happens? Do you know I anything? Know there's a big uprising and stuff, and they take over. Something I don't know. I, I, I won't mention it. I won't mention it. There's a bit you can it, guess from what the next films are. But when it first happened, I was a bit like, oh. it kind of grew on me. Kind of okay. grew on me actually. I'll leave it at that. It's a bit vague. Maybe okay. we'll come back, come back to it when you've seen it. Um, I mean, another thing. It, I mean, for me, it, it kind of it felt a bit. In terms of the plotting, it did feel, feel a bit rushed in moments. There were just little things which were a bit silly, like, um, for example. So, he's, so he can sign. He can sign language. Yeah. Um, and that's how he communicates. So, And then there's another chimp in this compound, this like chimp compound. Um, it's an orangutan, actually, sorry. Um, and he can sign language as well because he's a circus ape. That's how they explain it. Fine, I'll go with that. I don't know, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and they communicate with each other. And the orangutan is like, you're clearly more intelligent than any of us. Anyway, so, so that's sign. What happens is... James Franco's got some of these Alzheimer gas things because mm. he did it, gave them to his father and he kept them at home in the fridge. The chimp goes back, takes the cans and lets them all go in this chimp compound to make all the chimps more intelligent. Oh, yeah, that's in the trailer, I think. That yeah, that is in the trailer. Oh, no, that's not, oh, that's not the plot thing I was oh, talking okay. about. Um, the next morning, all the chimps are sign language into each other. <laughs> Jesus. And it's just like... It's like it makes it, yeah. It's like they're more intelligent, but they're not fucking... It's not, Demolition man, they're not feeding sign language into the system. It's, yeah. it's, so there's stuff like that that happens quite a lot yeah. where you're just like, you don't, it's just a bit sloppy. Yeah. It's very sloppy in places. But I think, kind of just to kind of wrap it up, the worst, very worst thing about it and is um, fucking Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter is in the film. Oh God. 
And I said actually all the acting is quite classy across the board, except his character. Mm. He is the most two-dimensional mm. character. He is awful. He can't do an American accent. He can't act for shit. Mm. But, the, but to, you know, in fairness to him, the writing of his character is dreadful. He's like the hand... You know, he's like in the compound. Yeah. And just to add a bit of drama, he obviously hates monkeys and is teasing them and winding them up all the time. And he's just... It's just painful. It's just really fucking painful. And um, and there's one thing I'm going to... There's, there's a few references to the old Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Most of them, I'm kind of fine with it. There's a little bit where the monkey, when he's growing up, he's, he's like building a model of the Statue of Liberty. Like, stuff like that, yeah. fine. Just only one thing that happens. That's kind of a, a famous line from the original. Yeah, yeah. I'm not joking, right? In Drake and Malfoy's character has it. It's, there's a bit of a conversation. The chimp grabs him. What do you think he says? Yeah, get your hands off me, you damned it. Yeah, I've yeah. read about that. <laughs> yeah, and I am not joking. It is so cringe, cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awful. I mean, it is shit anyway. You just like you just for me, you just don't do that. No. That is just parodying. It's just too much of a parody, but to the original, too yeah. much of a wing wing nudge nudge to the original. It is awful. Mm. But him delivering that mm, and that character, it is just so. That is the, that is a single single most. Single most bad? Singularly worst bit of the film. It yeah. is fucking atrocious. I was just like, ah, oh, but... That's it. There's a few little niggles here on there. Yeah. But across the board, I loved it. Best, best, best film I've seen all summer. Cool. Best big, kind of big, kind of Hollywood film. And I was very surprised that the yeah. director... I mean, the, I don't know if you know, but the director's only ever directed one film before. Yeah. And I've, I saw it at Cannes actually it? a couple of years ago, The Escapist. Oh, yeah, yeah, did yeah. You, did we see that together? Yeah, we did. I saw it Yeah, Cannes. we saw yeah, it, didn't yeah. we? Um, the, I like it. Yeah, that was a good film, but yeah. it's but I didn't get a big I didn't get a big release. I no, wasn't no. British director as well. Did he get Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I don't know. I think critically the escapist did it still didn't do that. He got good reviews, not amazing. <laughs> no, but they could yeah. have got any well to be fair, he's done a cracking job. Yeah. It is really good. Cool. And there's kind of something amazing about seeing so much so many great CG characters in like real life worlds yeah. rather than Middle Earth, or rather than Avatar yeah. Land, whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Pandora. Pandora, <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, so it's and that was kind of kind of great to see, uh, kind of how far it's all come along, and it's mm. on the whole, it looks amazing. Cool. But, but saying that, Lindsay's not with us. She should have been with us, but we couldn't get the technology. Oh no, she couldn't. We, get we the could, yeah. To work, yeah. yeah. Um, she's had problems there, and she didn't like. It would have been more. In, she did not like Planet of the Apes, really. No, no, not really, and. She thought the CG was awful. Hmm. And there's a bit where a, a monkey rides a horse. I quite <laughs> like that bit. That is a reference to the... You know, that's a kind of a callback. But I, I, for me, it worked. But she would have been much more damning of the film, which is, which is weird, because I usually hate everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, I liked it. I think you should go see it. You'll probably cool. fucking hate that now. No, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. But we'll see. But I guess the hype, I don't know, I might struggle. But, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I keep trying to get Anna to go and watch it. But I'm off on holiday the weekend, so hopefully it's still when we get back. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, it's but, doing but, quite well, so... But I've not seen anything else. It's been a really poor time. No. I'm busy, busy, busy. So I've seen a um, bunch of DVDs, but I won't go into it. Yeah, Cowboy... None of us have seen Cowboys and Aliens. It's surprising. No. Supposed to, but just... I haven't got time. I haven't got time. Too much work. No. Well, swift, moving swiftly ahead... <laughs> we'll barely crack the half hour mark at this rate. Um, we've got our uh, theme of the week, and it's going to be a bit tricky with the two of us. But um, so not just that, David. The, the theme is chick flicks. Yeah, and there's two guys. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of pointless. But um... yeah, I mean, Lindsay called it yeah. because um, there was too many guy films. Um, 
Laura got slightly offended by um, yeah. chick flicks and chi- yeah, and and the fact that it's just about romantic comedies. And so, uh, but anyway, Dave. Yeah. Well, so. what we tried to do, I guess, after after chatting, well, we mentioned it briefly on the podcast, was trying to find alternative chick flicks. So, although the on the site the poll was like cheesy, what you would generally think of as a chick flicks, um, we've tried to watch something that that's a little bit different that that you, you that you can kind of call the chick flick. Either it's got mainly ro- mainly about romance or or something like that or love, or it's like made by women it's heavily featuring women in all the lead roles and things like that um yeah so i i went for i watched red road uh which is directed by um andrea Andrea arnold i almost forgot then uh and uh who who directed um my brain's gone uh fish tank recently uh but this this is this is uh, no, no, that was Lynn Ramsey, wasn't it? Lynn Ramsey, but it was, um, yeah, it was the film she did before Fish Tank, and uh, and yeah, I picked it just because obviously female director, and and the the lead protagonist is 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 a woman, and uh, it's really solely focused on her, sort of follows her all all the all, all the way really, and it's a bit of a um, sort of a thrillery drama basically. It starts off a bit like a thriller, but it turns into something else really. By the end, and um, yeah, it's basically about. It's hard to say too much because the story sort of it, it's quite. Um, it holds a lot of its cards uh, to its chest for a while until the end. But it's basically about this woman who works um, in a CCTV booth and uh, just basically watching CCTV monitors. And if anything dodgy is going on, she'll ring the police, sort of thing. Um, oh well, she obviously works for the police, but yeah. And she sees something. Uh, she sees something, and she she never just doesn't say it. She's just sat in her own, but you can tell by the look she has and the way she reacts um, that basically she's she recognizes someone, and it's someone that's done something horrible to her. And uh, and then basically she starts to tr- she tr- tries to start sort of following him and spying on him and, and stuff like that. And the film just goes on from there, and it, you keep you keep sort of finding out a little bit more information about uh, about her, about um why she, who this guy is. And it just keeps hinting and hinting and hinting until there's a big sort of... And well, I don't, I don't give too much away, but something happens, basically. It's really, really fucked up, actually. It's like, when it happens, like, what the fuck? And, uh, yeah, basically, there's a bit of a sort of... I guess you can call it a sort of a twist at the end. Uh, and then it sort of unravels from, from there. And, uh, and yeah, and I really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I don't know, have you seen it yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but I thought it was fantastic. It, it builds so slowly and hides so much, um, it, which is nice. It's just quite refreshing to see that it keeps you hooked, keeps you wanting to watch more. And uh, and it, as I say, it does get quite powerful. It's quite fucked up at the end. I mean, there's there's some bits towards the end. It, it, what was weird though, because it holds so much back. When stuff, loads of stuff happens at the end, and when there's a bit more explanation, a bit more confrontation, it's almost like. Almost disappointing because of such the change of pace, and it felt less natural because it was all getting tied up quite neatly, mm. and that bothered me a little bit. But at the same time, when you think about it, it's like, well, it what else could you thrill. do? It is a, yeah, sort of exactly, thing. It's yeah. like, so no, I, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really, really. I know what you mean. Good. It's because because it, it is so sort of natural and kind of structurally, it's not as at the beginning. It yeah, isn't it's it's, not really exactly. Yeah. So so when you when all of a sudden you real when the structure comes in, it does feel a bit yeah. artificial, a little bit. I said, yeah. but I agree. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great, and obviously chick flicks the theme. Mm. 
kind mm. of strong kind of um, women. Yeah, really strong yeah. role for her. I mean, the, the lead actress, I, again, I should have written some notes, but uh, lead actress is excellent. And, and obviously it really, a bit like The Wrestler, it just fucking follows her um, all the time and she's just constantly on screen. And um, so it's a, it's a, an amazing role for her, and, and she does she does great. So in terms of chick flicks, yeah, uh, this is <laughs> full on all about this woman. Um, so yeah, I, and they've done a good job. People watching, I mean, going going to going back to the poll. I mean, not many people voted this week actually. It's, it's quite a poor poll, um, but. Um, <laughs> Notting Hill ends up winning. I mean, I <laughs> oh, fucking hate no. Notting Hill. To be honest, looking at the at the at the, at the different films in the poll, there's quite a few films that I quite like. I mean, some are a bit guilty pleasures, but yeah, I mean, what? But I Notting mean, Hill, I fucking hate that. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I love a sucker for a romantic comedy. I mean, yeah. what would you say in the traditional sense of the word chick flick? Mm. Um, what would you say is like your favourite chick flick, like your classic love story or whatever your romantic comedy? Yeah, I mean, on the poll, I went for Thelma and Louise because it's quite a decent. I've not seen it for a while, to be honest, but I can just remember quite liking it. But in terms of more romantic comedy, sort of a bit more cheesy chick flick, um, oh, it's a tough one. Again, there's, I think a lot of them I've not seen for a while. I mean, I'd instantly think when Harry met Sally, I think is brilliant. But again, I've, it's been about a decade since I've seen oh, it. Oh, it's so still it's hard it to, is amazing. It's hard I've to, seen it recently. Yeah. It is brilliant. But yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, to be honest, although I probably wouldn't. Again, I'm not seeing it for ages. And I, I imagine it's one of those films that will probably piss me off now. But I did actually quite used to quite like Four Weddings and a Funeral. Did you? Really? Apart from, <laughs> I don't know, but it's but not as much as when Harry met Sally. I think it was mainly Andy McDowell. She pisses me off. Yeah, she always pisses me off because she's a terrible actress, but she's in some very good films, and she just Groundhog sort of, Day. Groundhog Day is brilliant, <laughs> but see shit. And like Four Weddings, that I used to quite like. It's not brilliant, but I used to quite enjoy it. Uh, but she was shit in it, and uh, yeah. But I think probably when Harry met Sally. Yeah, I um, think in that genre. I mean, there's a few. I mean, I love Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's which a I good film. Was a great yeah, film. Yeah. I love. Um, I loved as good as it gets. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that as a chick. I guess it is. It's a love story, and it? it's kind of um, I. I know you don't because we chatted about it last podcast. I like Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I know I do. I like Jerry Maguire as well. I think it's just. It's not that you. It's not. I don't think. It's, no, I do like Jerry. Oh, it's almost famous. Yeah. Even, it's almost famous. That just seems yeah. a bit overrated. And Jerry Maguire, I, I think it's decent, but it's not something I'd like watch again. And again, I don't own it or anything. I'm trying to think what else. Um, wedding singers? Would that be a chick flick? Yeah, I guess so. I really liked Wedding, Wedding Singer. I loved... I mean, the, the film that I watched is similar to a, another film I really liked, but I felt closer. It's a great play okay. that um, I know really well. And I can remember when they was making it and they cast Natalie Portman and Julia Roberts. I was like, mm. what the fuck? Because yeah. um, it's obviously an English play and the characters are English. Yeah. And I was like, they got cast two Americans who are playing Americans. Mm. And I was just like, what the fuck? What are they doing? Mm. But I thought the American, they embedded it really well. Like, for example, Natalie Portman's character at the beginning is in an accident and that's how she meets mm. Jude Law and, that, and, that's how, and that's what happens in the play and, that, and then, but how they did it in the film was that there's a bit where she's walking down the road and she looks and there's a sign on the floor saying look right because obviously where the cars come from yeah. and everybody in the road looks right and she looks left and continues walking yeah. because obviously she's, she's American it's a, and, and that, then she gets run over and just a little thing like that it's really embedded the the um, kind of the fact that they are American really well, but I fucking loved Closer. It's not perfect, but Natalie Portman and Clive Owen, and I was never a big fan of Clive Owen until then. Mm. Just amazing, absolutely amazing. But the film I did see, again, not a traditional chick flick, but you know, kind of a theme of love or whatever, um, is a film called Blue Valentine, mm-hmm. which you've seen. I saw it quite recently. And, yeah, recently, and um, I saw it as well. Um, 
Ooh. Blue Valentine. It's a weird one. It wasn't as bleak as I was expecting. No. Because it was because you said it's really bleak. Yeah, I thought it was pretty bleak. And I'll tell you, something else interesting. I've ne- not actually chatted to you about it. Yet. I was going to text you when I watched it. But I was chat about it now. Because I was very interested yeah. um, from what you said. Um, because I'll just we'll chat about it straight away. I won't even talk about what I thought of it yet. Is that you said that one of the things you didn't like about it was that you thought it was really one-sided. And that he was a cunt. Yeah. See, well, this was really interesting because I didn't think he was at all. <laughs> I thought at the start he isn't. I think when he gives he, ins- he instates a lot of relationship, but all the stuff set in the present, the sort of all the later days, yeah, he just came across. There was one scene in the doctor. I mean, I get, I get on to that in a bit, but I was because I was expecting him to be. I thought for me, I thought they both were pretty bad. I thought yeah. they both were pretty responsible for the demise of the relationship. The reason, and he, I'm not saying he wasn't a twat. He was a twat, but I yeah. thought she was a bit of a twat, and yeah. I think the reason. That I thought there was, it was just more balanced. I was expecting yeah. after what you said. I suppose I was like, ah, oh, I actually I have a lot of empathy for him in a sense. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of it was because I I could understand why he was the way he was. Yeah. Because she she clearly didn't want to be with him. She definitely didn't want any physical contact with mm. him. I can understand why he was frustrated, and that that combined with a drink, he would be aggressive and be yeah. the way he was. There was for me, I never there was hints. And maybe because of his alcoholism, I didn't quite understand why she was the way she was. I didn't mm. quite get why she was repulsed by him now. And why? And it's like, and all of the alcohol thing was there as a note for me. And other than the very end when he got pissed up and went to the doctor's surgery yeah. and stuff, you never really see, there's a reference to him drinking in the morning for his job and he was mm-hmm. quite pleased about that. But you never saw him pissed and doing anything bad. So I just didn't get why she was so cold. So mm-hmm. I, 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 so for me, I was like, I would get frustrated at that as well. And, you know, that she yeah. wouldn't have sex with him and she was clearly repulsed by it. And so for me, it was a nice balance. I mean, the best thing I can say about it was that it was so true. Mm. It felt, for me, really, yeah. like, I, can, I, could, I believed it. I could yeah. completely believe that. Absolutely. Mm. And I thought it was really well handled. Clearly really well performed. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the other thing I would say was just, I mean similar to, to Closer in a way, was that structurally it's quite... No, no, thematically, I suppose, it's quite similar yeah. in the sense of that Closer is about kind of the four people all having different relationships. Yeah. And all you see in Closer is the beginnings and the ends of the relationships yeah. because the middles are dull, which yeah. that's true. You know, everyone's excited yeah. at the beginning, everyone's a kill the other one at the end. Yeah, they're, they're the dramatic yeah. bits. And obviously this is that but one relationship. The beautiful beginning and mm. the destructive ending, which is great. Um, the only thing... I mean, what started to happen at the end, I just thought it was quite manipulative, mm. especially at the end yeah. when it was very fast, cutting back and forth, showing how good it was and how yeah. it. And I just thought it was a bit too. Yeah, it was so I think subtle. that's what bothered me about. I mean, obviously you disagreed, but I think that's what bothered me a little bit about the guy being such a, a twat. Was it? It felt a bit forced. Like, yeah, this is definitely the end of the relationship. It was just like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, that's a good point. That, that there was a there was a forceness, but not that. But also in the sense of how bleak it was. In terms, I know I said it, it wasn't that bleak. I didn't. I didn't feel it was bleak. But I mean, in terms of the the bleak outlook yeah. on relationships because every single relationship in that film was a bad one it was a disastrous one mm. there's, there's one about the um, the grandma mentioned that yeah, she yeah. didn't love her husband the mum and dad yeah. didn't you know there was that scene where it cut back and the dad was shouting at the mum that was a disastrous relationship yeah. he mentioned that his mum left his dad a long time ago mm. They have a disastrous relationship every other guy in the film no the, you know the guy, all the guys in the yeah. film are trying to hit on her it's just yeah. like 
there was, so there was a little bit. It was almost a little bit too, too. Yeah. You know, like oh, it's just like is he he's the right director? I was gone. Yeah, there was, and it was just. And what happened was because every single relationship is so cynical. Every relationship was so bad. It began to weaken, and then maybe this is why I didn't find it as. I didn't feel it was bleak, even though I thought it had a bleak outlook. Was because I was like, you know what, everything is so shit. Yeah. It, it there's no, con- there's no kind of, um, nothing to play it off. There's yeah. no goodness. You know, if everything is shit, it's that's normality in this yeah. film. But it, you need something good for it, for the shit to be really shit. Uh, so I felt it lacked that a little bit. Um, um, and um, but yeah, and I thought, but ultimately, I thought it was really strong. I mean, mm. I say that I thought it was really strong. You know, really, really liked it. Yeah. Great performances and stuff. Um, and, a, yeah, a, a really great um, chick, chick flick. Um, <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I liked to do like a bit of class was the Doctor scene for me. I mean, I, the, the build-up was there a little bit, but it did seem, it jumped yeah. a little bit when he came in and he was throwing everything about. And I was like, oh, you know, it's the first time we'd seen yeah. anything quite bad. But, but, yeah, really, really good film. Yeah. Good film. So yeah, so there are our chick flicks. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, um, I guess we should introduce uh, next week's theme. Uh, yeah, next week, uh, sort of, or next fortnight, I always say next week. Um, due to there being the release of Conan and Fright Night, uh, and obviously throughout the year, loads of other ones, um, is remakes. Our themes can be remakes. And um, what, what we want to be try and do is find, dec- especially decent remakes, remakes that are Better, or at least on a par with with the originals. Um, so that's going to be our theme for the weekend. We've got the uh, poll up already, so um, I have to get voting, see what you think. Uh, some, and when I was doing the poll, I mean, although I actually only did ten choices, I quite often do more, um, but I think it's just me being lazy. But there are some really good remakes out there. I mean, mm. I mean, you generally people people say, oh, remakes are old shit, it's all bollocks. But to be honest, there's, there's some great films, great films in there. There's, there's some that people don't always think was remakes because sometimes the original was very obscure yeah. and just it's been forgotten about. Um, 39 Steps. Yeah, 39, 39 Steps and uh, Cape Mal- Fear. Maltese Falk and stuff like that. Oh, I forgot about Cape Fear. Um, but yeah, there's loads of forgotten about, to be honest. Um, but that's... Uh, yeah, it should, should be an interesting one. So I think we're all going to try it and watch... We do, what, what I want to try and do is get everyone to watch uh, both films because I guess the idea is to compare the two so um, we're all going to try and pick a few where we can pick up the original and the remake Dr. Doolittle compare and contrast <laughs> <laughs> oh that wasn't on the list either <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, so yeah it should, should, be, should be an interesting one and uh, yeah I'll be interested to see who, uh, who wins the vote hopefully we'll get a few more voters this week it was disappointing last week but I think again it's a theme that the films weren't particularly inspiring <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what's coming out in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I was just going to say, next couple of weeks... Oh, I haven't trimmed this down, so I might just skip a few. Uh, we've got Conan and Conan the Barbarian and One Day coming out, well, today. Um, Conan... I tell you what, controversially, Conan's been getting awful reviews. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I've read one or two reviews, and, and from watching the trailer, uh, <laughs> that actually say that, yeah, it's shit. But to be honest, in terms of delivering just like trashy sword and sandals butchery, it's actually it's actually sort of fun. But um, I don't know. So I'm actually semi tempted to watch it. Semi tempted. You've already got your ticket. Yeah, I am tempted. Yeah, I'm gonna go and watch it. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I am semi interested in watching it. But it is supposed to be awful. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, one day. Mm, not, not too interested in that. 
Uh, we've got on on Friday on the twenty sixth. We've got Final Destination five. Um, although I've actually bizarrely, where was it? I think it was um, the digital fix, which go on quite a lot. They bizarrely gave it like nine out of ten. So it was brilliant. It's <laughs> really surprising. It just looks just. Well, it's, you know, Fast and the Furious, the new one, yeah. kind of got kind of highly rated. So you, you never know. I think um, despite it being a fifth film, and despite the sort of all the other Final Destination films going downhill a bit, um, it might be worth watching. Uh, we've also got the Skin I Live In. Oh yeah, Almodovar, which looks pretty good. I'm not a massive Almodovar. Is it Almodovar or Almodovar? I don't know. Almodovar. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of his films. I do his films. I sort of quite like, but I always find them a bit. I'm not a big on the whole melodrama sort of thing. Um, oh, my screen's gone. Why is it going? I've lost my thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a good selection of films for us to see anyway. There's a uh, ah. Why don't you go back? I'm Here we go. Um, we've also... Wait, it's gone again. We've also got uh, our hit, hit first, hit hardest coming out, uh, which we've already reviewed on the site. Um, and it sounds... Uh, the, it's weird. The rating wasn't amazingly high. I think it was like 3.5 out of 5. But, uh, but actually reading the review itself, it does actually sound really good. I think it's maybe just been a little, a little harsh. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably going to be worth a watch. And I'm just bearing my I'm just trying to get my phone to load up. That's what happens when you use HTC. Yeah. Um, what, what I'll do? I'll do Here we go. <laughs> oh, have you got it up? Have you? Um... I don't know why it just disappeared. Uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got powder out as well. Um, I'll mention that because it's uh, uh, like our hit first hit hardest. It's from Soda Pictures, who've been uh, uh, sort of sponsoring us. Sending us a lot of not sponsoring us, but they're sending us um, a lot of films and. Um, giving us some uh, preview screenings at the moment, so we're going to be reviewing a lot of their work. Uh, but yeah, there's, I think it's a British film. It's, uh, it's, it's about uh, the excitement of a band breaking through following the story of Liverpool band The Grams on an unflinching journey through the machinations of the music industry. Sounds interesting. You never know. But, but like a, a contemporary um, that thing you do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else have we got? Those and nothing interesting. Yeah, the 2nd of September, as mentioned before, we've got Fright Night, a remake of the old 80s. Movie. I've not seen the original. I've seen Friday Night. Yeah, I have seen Friday Night. Um, but this new one, David Tennant looks fucking atrocious in it. I've never <laughs> really seen him act, but just looking at him on that stupid poster with his eyeliner, you just look at it and you're like, you are shit. Yeah, he does annoy me. I'm not, I'm not a um, tattoo fan. Uh, we've got Apollo 18 coming out, the sort of found yeah, footage yeah. moon one, which the trailer looks alright. I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got uh, 3D Sex and Zen Extreme Ecstasies coming out uh, finally we actually mentioned that a while ago yeah we like did for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, didn't you take a flight out to um, yeah I've seen it several times uh, Japan <laughs> and watch that yeah no, not quite but, um, but yeah that, that's that's finally coming out got a re-release of David Heaven uh, David Heaven Days of Heaven for the Malik fans out there uh, we've also got Kill List coming out when Malik was good yeah. we've also got Kill List coming out which I'm really excited about Um the guy, or what's his name, Ben Ben Wheatley, the guy who did uh, Down Terrace, which I thought was brilliant, um, and that's his latest, which looks awesome. It's sort of a dark, occult sort of thriller sort of thing. Um, that's about it. I don't really recognise a lot of these others, so I'll skip it. Awesome. So that's good. Good. Um, just to kind of, um, you know, obviously you can follow the website at www.blueprintreview.co.uk. You can email us at info at blueprintreview.co.uk. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow um, me or Dave, where we're both on Twitter. 
Yeah, and aspiring writers, we're always interested in more yeah. writers because um, yeah, we've, we've got a bit of a pool of them, but not everyone's quite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, please contact us. Dave's at, um, Twitter is um, at Dave underscore or underscore did. Yeah, um, and I'm at Darren Lee Bolton. Blueprint Review is at Blueprint Rev. Yeah, Blueprint Rev. So yeah, so um, follow us um, if you want. Get some hiker reviews yeah. updated all the time and other bits and pieces. Follow us on Facebook and such, and I'll keep listening.